Wait, Spencer, what was the one you said you were going to share yours, but you had to have like five drinks first? Uh, I think that was the time I was crossing a river and I was hitting the head with a rock. What? Yeah, it was Tennessee. Wait, were you fording a river to school? Uh, no, no, we were playing at a in a like at a pretty good sized creek slash subsidiary of the Harpeth oh, River. Oh, I didn't know we had creek disasters. No, in and here. I looked up and this guy named John was like, "Hey!" And I looked up, and the, the rock was already like <laughs> inbound, and it was like a flat spinning rock, and it hit me right here, <laughs> and I was hit and fell face first into the water, and I think they thought they killed me. Yeah, so and I really left. didn't know where I was, but I was just out enough to where when I hit the water, mm. right? I hit the water and I think I did some bubbling and some like <laughs> snorting and got up and went back in. And the teacher was like, hey, what's wrong with your head? And why are you wet? And I was like, I got hit in the head with a rock and John threw it at me. And she's like, oh, that's crazy. Y'all turn to page 73. <laughs> <laughs> To the shutdown full cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Michael Serber. I'm uh-huh. the host of this fine program today. That's right. Let's name it and claim it. You sure are. There are. I don't see any other hosts of this fine pro. Wait, there's one. We have one host, Jason Kirk, whose name is Michael Serber. <laughs> and, and host Michael Serber is joined by Holly Anderson and Jason Kirk. Thank you for having us, Serber. Well, I'm glad to be here. Take it away, guys. I'm just I'm just thrilled to be here talking about North Carolina football. <laughs> we um so as you can tell from the title of the episode, if we manage to spell it right, is uh, we are gathered here today to discuss school disasters, the latest in our long-running series of disasters episodes. Our favorites, your favorites, everyone loves them. Um, th- th- I don't know why we do episodes on things that uh, are are not disasters. That's not really true. Everything we do is a disaster itself. So we are here to. What do you mean? <laughs> And here is why Cerber did the intro, because Spencer is not here yet for the school disasters episode because of a school disaster. Did I'm going to read the text from him like 10 minutes ago. One lady in a Jeep blocked the carpool lane for 10 minutes. Folks, everywhere you go, uh, anticipation of the shutdown forecast, school disasters episode is that favorite pitch. Everyone's getting into character. Everyone's getting into it. They are they are applying the uh, school disasters, making them real, manifesting school disasters uh, left and right and directly in front of you if they drive a Jeep. We love to see that spirit, uh, that that passion for the shutdown forecast on our nation's roads. This is nothing. The show is nothing without audience participation. I don't think it's an accident that the disaster episodes are far and away our most popular episodes because it's mostly you. It's mostly you at home, at work, on a houseboat at a bachelor party in Kentucky, trying to swim away from the cops. Being disasters. And that's <sighs> what we love about you. Um, that so uh, usually we like these these episodes to be uh, pretty evergreen. You know, you can listen to them ten years from now, and people are still like this, so they'll still be relevant. Um, but important college sports news of the day that we have to address: uh, the Big Ten, and Pac-12, and ACC have announced an alliance, and um, here are the things that it will accomplish. I'll I'll list them now. 
So that is your college sports update. Uh, yeah, Brian, Holly could not have said that any better. Thank you, Floyd. Thank you, Floyd, for breaking that down for us. Uh, Holly, do you want to get right into these disasters from our dear listeners? Jason, I would love to. And I would like to open with one that, first of all, folks, let me take you behind the curtain here just for a few minutes. We began this episode exploring the possibility of this episode uh, off a Twitter thread, as we often do, by Spencer talking about school assembly disasters. Now, in the process of trying to put this episode together, we discovered that not all of you, including me, went to a school where assemblies were even a thing. Uh, if we had a school assembly, like I think we had like three or four school assemblies a year. There are schools that had them every day. Uh, if you went to a parochial school, obviously you may have had some sort of religious service in the morning. Also, I found out that at a public elementary school, my mom used to teach at, they had Bible assemblies on Wednesdays. Go Vols. Uh, but we kind of expanded the field from school assemblies to include the umbrella of disasters that took place on school property. So I can't just, you know, I mean, I could just say Tennessee public schools and leave it at that. But anyway, to that end, this is not a school assembly disaster. This is not even really a coherent disaster story that takes place on school property. But when you hear it, I think you'll understand why we felt compelled to include it because it didn't take long in our call for submissions to this episode for somebody's uncle to enter the picture. And this is a story coming to us from TC Internets. A kid brought his uncle's lighter, a penthouse bic, into our class and set our paper Santa's village on fire. When they let us back into the building, his uncle was in the office threatening to kick the principal's ass. She was a 65-year-old woman. His name was Rippy. Our janitor, Mr. George, took Uncle Rippy outside and beat the living shit out of him to the cheers of several hundred elementary students <laughs> standing at the windows in awe. I feel like there's some missing parts to this, to this story, but also I feel like we have all the information we require. I think the details were carefully selected and well-selected. I think Uncle Rippy uh, established heel heat and, uh, and the janitor uh, janitor got over on him. And I mean, that's that's a perfectly Mr. George, might I add, Mr. George. This janitor already had the respect of the youths mm. uh, based on based on that title. <laughs> you, just, you just don't burn a Santa's village, asshole. I would like to know where the uncle got off being the angry, being the aggrieved party in the first place. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, let's see here. Um, but is, but maybe he, it was because his lighter, he thought he was being framed for burning it, right? Oh, do you think it's because they wouldn't give the lighter back? <laughs> I, he was like, he was like, he stole my damn lighter. I come here to pick it up. Now you tell me I can't have it back. And yeah. I ruined Christmas. I will whoop your ass, old lady. Yeah, he wanted his lighter back. Yeah, his lighter's, <laughs> in, his lighter's in ISS, so. I also wonder now if this is the origin of the children's campfire song, Rippy the Gator. I don't know. He didn't fight like a gator from the sounds of it. Mm, fair point. He Although he did gotten... lay down flat. <laughs> I'm sure he was doing a lot of thrashing at the hands of Mr. George there. Of the cheering kids. Yay! <laughs> Mr. George! <laughs> I love when Mr. George does this. Oh. Up his ass, Mr. George. Um, I... I I'm trying to, I don't, I, I think we did assemblies frequently, but I went to a huge high school. So like 
it, I, we were probably a lot to wrangle. The only one I remember was um, a former Marlboro man came around to tell us to stop smoking. But most of his stories, he did the very uh, visiting youth group speaker thing where he made his pre-conversion sound awesome. Um, and like, you know, he's like, oh, when I was a Marlboro man, I dated so many models. And it's like, are you, so you're just telling me I should become the Marlboro man, <laughs> right? And then it's like, oh, but I gave that life up and now I'm living clean. And it's like, oh, that sucks, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry that happened to you, Marlboro man. <laughs> you know, and uh, that that's the only one I remember. Otherwise, I'm sure it was mostly just like, yeah, our football team is one and nine, so we really need you to make sure we finish two and nine. Um, let's see here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to go in order of mine. Um, from internet subscriber Ben P underscore W. In fourth grade, this is this. this I, I like this one because it's one that every phrase just builds on the one before it, and you could stop it at any point, and it would be great. But it just doesn't stop. In fourth grade, we weren't allowed to leave our portables for a few days because ex NBA player Matt Geiger's bison got loose, and it took a couple days to catch it. No idea why anyone would own a bison in Pinellas County, Florida, and name it Big Daddy. Another set of beautifully chosen details, and also, did everybody here go to a portable classroom at some point? I did first grade in a trailer. Uh, eighth grade here, I believe. Yeah. Homeroom every day of high school. All right. Nice. Uh, yeah, a, a bison could really uh, like reorient a portable. I think. Like, <laughs> I wonder mm -hmm. if these kids are sitting there and you know sitting there sitting there in in, in chem class and like, whoa, there goes the bison. <laughs> hey, speaking of bison, uh, a big one just uh, a bipedal bison just kind of thundered through the living room here. Not oh, hey, bi not bison, but hello, son. Hey, buddy. Well, you just said bye to your own son. I did. I said goodbye to my own son. I had somebody engage in the most nakedly antisocial behavior I've seen in a very long time. What's that, buddy? Uh, by blocking the very end of the carpool lane. Oh, no. So you already had the kids, and then it's like you could see you could see freedom in sight, and Ten you can't get there? It. Ten feet with an open spot in front of her and did not pull forward. And did not seem did not seem to understand what anyone was asking her to do Bitch. by asking to move forward ten feet, and just sat there and then was like, but wasn't mean about it, but just simply did not understand what people were asking her to do. Like you could just pull forward ten feet, and she's like, I'm sorry, what is it? No, what for ten minutes? I love okay. that it's a Jeep, a vehicle that uh, the brand is it can go anywhere, and she chose to go nowhere. That's it. <laughs> She, she could have done anything, and instead she chose not to. Beautiful. Art will be the carpool participant. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what she did. Uh, this, this Spencer, only while you're getting set up there, I'm going to tell the story of my own school assembly. Oh, please, go right ahead. Is, I thought I didn't. Okay, I had been told by my mother, herself a retired public educator of several decades, that I had to be making this up because she did not remember it. My my mother, as you've probably heard on previous disaster shows, taught in my school system. Uh, and so I was not allowed to get away with shit. And but I have been I, I sourced this from previous classes today and found out that this assembly was actually real. Uh, like Jason, I went to a not a huge high school by like Texas standards. Like there was like 400 people in my graduating class, but still too many kids to get into any one room. At any given time so we didn't really do the assembly thing there were two exceptions one that i had completely forgotten about was our head football coach was obsessed with the jfk assassination and 
<laughs> and every year would do an all school assembly where he presented like his own documentary that he had updated <laughs> from the year before with all the new information that he had managed to collect about the JFK assassination. I had no memory of this until about two hours ago. And now I remember sitting there in the auditorium as he clicks and goes back and to the left, back and to the left. Listen, I don't know how young is too young to learn about the Zapruder report, but, and also he did it every year. So I had to sit through it four times. I love that. Uh, the updating, first of all, obviously mm -hmm. the updating as the latest scholarship comes in. Yes. Um, and then also a football coach that means like, you know, when he's going through game, fil game film at night, he's also saying our cornerback needs to take a step back and to the left. Right. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, somebody from home, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this was one of, I think we also had two different football coaches run off on their wives with two different cheerleading coaches within like a decade. Um, and I can't remember if this was one of them because I forgot this assembly existed. Anyway, this wasn't even the good assembly. When I was a freshman, uh, y'all remember Surge? Kids, oh, remember sure. Surge? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a new energy drink from Coca-Cola. So Surge came out in the 90s, like way, way ahead of, you know, a little bit ahead of the Four loco wave and way, way ahead of like all the other energy soda drinks wave. Um, kids, Surge was like mellow yellow, but with more caffeine. And I don't know what paltry pittance Coke paid our school district to do this but we had to go to an honest to god assembly and watch a presentation about surge the Hell soda yes. after mm. which they handed out merch <laughs> um i was i this is another detail that i had forgotten apparently there were like raver hats with surge on them because if there's two things you want to put uh rural teenagers onto uh, in the middle of their school day, it's extra caffeine, sugar, and rave culture. Uh, we took all these lessons to heart in the foothills of East Tennessee. And they, get, they gave us merch, they gave us free soda, and then sent us back to class. And when we came in the next day, they had installed a Coke machine outside the gym where you could pay, you know, a normal Coke machine where you could pay to get a Coke or a Sprite and Surge was free. Awesome. <laughs> Again, this is a public high school <laughs> that at the time at least prided itself on being like this arts and science, like not a magnet school, but like, you know, oh, if you want your, your kid to have a good school education, you should really, you know, pull them out of Yahoo holler and send them here. And anyway, here we are in the, in the Surge assembly. And now I'm thinking about how many of my classmates now work for the CIA. If that's what y'all were getting, imagine what the backwood school was getting. The backwood school had to be getting. We put. Oh, you weren't here for this. Mom was here when the Dutch Valley had a traveling preacher come by every week when my mom started there, and that was in the '90s. Ah! So they probably had Dutch it. Valley is where you drove the Camaro the other week, by the way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that means that they had instead of water in the fountains, it was surge. That's what they managed to talk Dutch Valley. Pretty into. much. Yeah. Uh, but like, can you imagine our poor fucking teachers? <laughs> and so anyway, my, like my mom's a teacher. Obviously, all of her friends are teachers. I, which if you're a child means growing up with a network of people who have their eye on you at every moment. So we couldn't really get away with shit. But yeah, that was that, that was the biggest uh, 
assembly-based disaster that I can recall, and really the only assembly I can recall. So we have JFK and Surge. <laughs> I mean, a, what did you learn? Of, what did you learn about today's son? Surge. I, and listen, we fucking loved it. Yeah. This is this was. Don't forget, this was this is the late '90s, man. This is the Offspring's time. Like we had this in our veins. What's it was the, bad folks we've got jolt cola on the curriculum today no we couldn't get jolt remember this is the this is tennessee we didn't have jolt i love it it was say like this, an urban legend say this happens like third period fourth period everyone's yes! dialed fucking in and then like sixth period <laughs> unconscious comas left and right everyone, <laughs> every room is just snoring is all you hear just the just the tiny whimper of someone in the back going sir my mom also had the theory that <laughs> my mother also suggested by the way that we didn't do regular assemblies because she legit thought that parents would complain that we were being taken away from ap prep so i love which is true i think so in that environment especially i love in a place where like if you get below a 4.0 you're not even going to be in the top 10 percent of your class let alone valedictorian i love that this was allowed to happen <laughs> Like I went to a very Northwestern high school. You did. I just imagine all these honors kids for the rest of their semester, just quietly going. Surge. We Surge. were. Every time they got stressed, like Surge. we Surge. were. Is this like, this is like how the school funds, like this is the, uh, this is the concession it makes to, to, to reality, to the market. Like, yeah. This is also probably we're deep enough into this that this is a safe space to confess that as one of the graduation speakers for my high school class, I ended this. They let me go last and that was their fault. And I ended the speech by doing leading the entire graduating class in uh, the Budweiser Frogs commercial retelling. Wow. Yeah. I'm really glad there's no YouTube. Mm, we'll work Someone out there. No. Someone out there. Surely. Oh, my mother's got it. You just have to get in good enough with her. Okay. Well, the race is on, folks. Right. Yeah. Folks, you know how to reach my mom. Good luck. I, my school assembly, my school disaster. There are multiple schools. Yours are disasters. all just sad. Yeah. Most of mine center around the gymnasium for multiple reasons. But one was an assembly where they had a guy who had been to prison who came in. And normally in a scared state. Wait, was he an alum? Was this like a distinguished, <laughs> distinguished guest? <laughs> he did something really cool. I want to say his name was Ronnie. Sounds right. Does that sound right? And that Ronnie had a black mullet and a black handlebar mustache. But in my head, I may have just transformed him into Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath. I don't know. Like he was that guy. Geezer and, Butler, secret lover. And he came in and the normal scared straight uh, curriculum started. This is how you know, by the way, that you not only went to a public school, but you went to a public school with some significant at-risk youth is that there was a scared straight theme to most of your assembly um, assemblies, not surge or let's, how are you going to apply for college? But kids, it's time to take the ASVAB and hear somebody to talk about how bad prison is. That's, that's where I went to middle school was somewhere in between there. And what I, middle school was this, this was Grassland middle school was Grassland. Just not, this was fancy then it was not it okay. was not now it is now but at the time it was sort of a blend of half new kids living in the burbs and then 
half on the fringe people who had exemptions to drive tractors to school. Okay. They were still kids who were very uh, rural and agricultural coming to the school. Mm -hmm. Thus the scared straight portion of the curriculum, because it was still the kind of place where you're like, Hey, somebody robbed the CY market. And they just took, they just took heel and fled over to the Hills. See, like, this is, this is the deal with my high school. It was either, it's either that or your dad is a fed and there's absolutely yeah. no in between because it's like, 27,000 people in the town and it doesn't take a lot of nurses and dentists and firefighters to cover a town of 27,000 people. So you have this extremely stratified uh existence, right? Yeah. And a lot of cross-pollination. That's, that's Tennessee. That's Tennessee in a nutshell. Yeah. You've got a whole lot of whole lot of bottom, whole lot of top, not much in the between. So they had us all in there. They called the guy in and they said, "Hey, why don't you tell these kids about prison?" And I think he this was like watching an episode of Oz before Oz ever existed, he came in and he was like, first of all, let me tell you the things you can do to a man with a simple, uh, with a simple toothbrush would sicken you. They would sicken you. Then dramatic pause. They would sicken you. You just got to sharpen the end of that thing and you can turn a man. You can put as many holes in a man as you want. You can turn him into a pin cushion. Don't tell me I can put as many holes as a man as I want, unless you really mean uh it auditorium full of fifth and sixth graders 80 percent horrified and want to leave 20 percent like me going hey, go on <laughs> how much sharper can a toothpick get a uh, toothbrush a toothbrush oh, you take the end yeah you take the end and you file that sucker down yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm and saying you can toothpick like i'm not i'm not feeling all that sickened but a toothbrush okay I'm yeah a toothpick's like you're killing me with acupuncture suddenly i'm so much more relaxed <laughs> right my back pain is gone Thank you for stabbing me with this toothpick. No, this guy talked first of all about how you could turn a toothbrush into a shiv. He mentioned toilet wine, a phrase sure. that none of us really at the time were even equipped to process. Um, he mentioned how you could get a lot of drugs in prison. Now, the anti-drug scared straight thing, it seems counterintuitive to come in and go, hey, folks, if you go to prison, you'll get all the drugs. You'll get all the drugs you want. You could look over. And as he was talking about how he had gotten the good speed in prison, which why you'd want to take speed in prison, I have no idea. Here, you're in a box. Let's just for, give you... For calisthenics. So you can get more stuff done. <laughs> I got the cleanest cell on the block, y'all. Yeah, it does not seem to be the thing that I would want to do in That's prison. It sounds like hater talk. Uh, probably. I'm probably not getting it. And I hope to never get it. The guys talking about this and you can see the assistant principals one by one start to blanch on the sidelines right like over on the baseline on the court as they're watching all of this like we've really made a mistake we cannot let them book this man again then he starts to talk about what happens when prisoners become sexually frustrated in prison okay. in front of a bunch of middle schoolers mm. hey Cerber, i got a question mm -hmm. is chelsea home no not yet i'm i'm interested to know uh, just for our own edification what uh, who would, among the school officials is empowered to step in and and who does or doesn't who does or doesn't have that have that cachet i'm assuming it varies from school to school and even from day to day maybe but yeah uh my wife's a school counselor she would likely step in at that point and say okay guys this is from, like that's what i was thinking from what we know of her i feel like she would be in there with a stick like real quick yeah, so there was, she so would also this... never have scared straight people come to the school. She would just get you actual counseling. Oh, well, if you were uh, having issues. What? Wait, <laughs> yeah, what I do know. you mean? Wild <laughs> it concept. sounds like she's prioritizing emotional health and well-being. I don't understand that. So yeah, as... Social and emotional well-being. 
what? I don't so as, it one as we got through with this portion of the lecture, which to be clear, even those of us who found the previous part entertaining were absolutely horrified by his somewhat graphic <laughs> descriptions of what had happened to him in jail. There were questions. One, I started wondering if he'd ever actually been to jail or if he was just a guy fantasizing out loud about some, again, episode of prison life he had watched. Okay, that is entirely possible. This was Tennessee public schools. If a guy had a bit conning people out of money, claiming to have been a former prisoner scared straight in the name of Jesus to talk to middle school people, I would have 100% believed that this was the case with this dude. But there is always one person in a class, always one, one person in a class who will ask the wrong question. And his name was Ricky in our class. And he got up and he asked this dude in the dead silence afterwards where he goes, well, you got any questions for me? Ricky's hand shot up and he's like, hey, did you ever stab a guy? Thank you, cousin Ricky. Yeah, I thought Ronnie was quite explicit about that. Yeah, I thought so. But he wanted to know more. He wanted to just double down on that. This is the same guy who went in a similarly disastrous assembly during career week when we had an actual professional clown come and talk to people. (laughs) He asked him how much he made and the guy left the auditorium. He ended the program and left the auditorium when Ricky was like, so how much did you make? Uh, Where's where's Ricky today? Ricky, I don't know. He was the guy who threw a penny from the balcony at the opera and hit a Stradivarius. Oh God! That was that was the guy who who did that. So that's mine. Ricky, What's going home? There, yeah, we, uh, Ricky, holler. We could add another co-host. I think. <laughs> Ricky, we have, yeah. We clearly have. Hey, that's Rick Muscles. That, that's Rick Muscles' origin story. <laughs> well, could be. Yeah, that was my school disaster was, what did you do today, honey? I listened to graphic tales of prison life. Let's return to the list. And I'm going to pull. All right. While we're talking about uh, times in which teachers should have known better, I would like to pull one in here that is is a disaster. But also, I maintain the teacher was in the right. This is a story by Luke from 2011. Girl was mad at a teacher after disagreeing on exam grades, so she brought ammonia and bleach into school on the bus. Her plan was to go into a study room and mix them together to create noxious fumes that would go through the vent into the teacher's office next door. For those who don't know, mixing ammonia and bleach creates a toxic gas. No, a seriously toxic gas. Like, you shouldn't mix ammonia and bleach in your own bathroom. Uh You'll, you'll pass out so much faster than you think you will. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm returning to Luke now. Her plan went off without a hitch until the gas actually did not go through the vents and classmates found her passed out on the floor of the study room. We did not see her in school again. Okay, I don't know if this was a science teacher whose exam grade she disagreed with, but I got to say, um, it does sound like she didn't do enough homework. <laughs> Mustard gas. I am not with you on this, Clarabelle. You sound like a Clarabelle. The, the, <laughs> I'm very curious about the ventilation in this um, side room. Yeah, what was room. her plan? Like, was there a fan that was going to blow it all the way through the vent? Is Schools the... are generally not short on box fans, but yeah, it, it does not sound like she thought this through at all. And in fact, might have benefited from plotting more ahead of time to get a better grade. I have one that I want to warm up. I'm going to limber up if I want to share one. Um, and it's also related to ventilation or lack thereof. It's from Aunt Troya. This was short but sweet. I farted myself awake in the middle of 10th grade geometry. No further questions. 
<laughs> I, I cannot imagine a, a less pleasant way to wake up than with everyone looking at you horrified and you not really sure what you had done other than I think I just farted in front of everyone. This well, is a well, he apparently farted to a degree where at least he, he knew. This is a phobia of mine too that I will fall asleep. A phobia? Yeah, like a real deep fear that called? I will that I will just fall asleep or nap, and right at the edge of sleep, I will uh, immediately let our let out a horrendous unconscious fart and embarrass myself and horrify everyone. In the I don't room think at the that's what time. phobias are. No, yeah, it I has to that, have a name to be a phobia. I will invent this. Well, like that, like that's an anxiety point clearly, but I don't think that's a phobia. Narcoflatophobia. All right, fine. Up there. Okay. I, so I feel like the move here is like, you know, you, you jolt up awake, but I think you have to slam your head back down and act like you never even woke up because you didn't fart. Right. Like have, it wasn't me. Look, I'm clearly asleep and I have been this whole time. I was just moving around. I was so uncomfortable <laughs> on this desk. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, is the king move after that to immediately just fall right back asleep? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. It didn't happen. Nothing then is real. You, can, you have plausible deniability. All of you are dreaming because I'm dreaming. I had a in middle school. I had a friend who uh, puked in the middle of class, and usually that's a really risky situation where somebody will immediately begin making fun of you, even though you're ill and vomiting. But there was a rare moment of temperance and kindness and mercy in the collective sort of teen mind as this kid was puking his guts out. We're all like, "Oh well, that's too bad, man. You feel bad. We should just get you cleaned up." And as he was leaning over his desk and vomiting, he let out the loudest fart I have ever heard, and that immediately broke the spell. Everybody was like, "Ah, it's the weak one. Attack him!" He just farted. Fart nerd. Middle school was great. Crossed the line. Sound like you came through it just fine. I did. It's great. <laughs> um, I can. Let's see. I'm gonna read another from a reader. But can I run through my own academic disasters? Can I present my transcript? Oh please. I, I, we've yeah. done this on an episode at some point before, but there's no telling. Like if someone was like, "What year did we do this?" I'd be like, "I don't know, 2018." They'd be like, "No, it was 2013." Like, okay. I don't yeah, know. I was sure I told the surge story before, but apparently not. <laughs> um. So, uh, algebra. All right. I failed 11th grade algebra, and from my recollection, the only excuse I had was the girl who sat next to me, the orange haired girl she was hot that's it that's all i got uh failed algebra 12th grade because of senioritis of course um but the teacher passed me uh my theory is that she did it just to like free up seats like we got freshmen to get in here <laughs> um here was the thing at graduation i walked up to her and i said hey thanks for getting me out of here what was her response did she say i would never do that did she say no you earned the grade on your own no she laughed I think that was confirmation that she just passed me to get me out of there, even though I did not actually pass. Uh, a girl. Fail- <laughs> uh, college, second semester, failed algebra. We're now three for three, for three on failing algebra. Uh, th- at this point, all I was doing is playing Gran Turismo with the fellas. Uh, third semester, forgot to drop it. That's a fourth fail of algebra right there. Oh. <laughs> I don't know at what point I passed it. I do not remember ever passing it. It's it's possible they just like, oh, God, took it off the requirements or what I graduated. I have a diploma. Uh, uh, there it is. Um, and like, you know, like I, I'm, I'm OK with math. I like math, like, you know, statistics, geography, a little bit of physics, like math school. Algebra is bullshit. Algebra is fake. It's not math. It's not real. Um, you know, anyone could spend between one and a thousand minutes trying to explain to me like, oh, it makes rockets fly or whatever. No, it doesn't. It's fake. It's bullshit. It's 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 hieroglyphics about nothing. It's, it's not real. My kid's good at it, so she probably won't fail it five times. And good for her. I never have to think about it ever again. Um, history in college. I think this was like second or third semester. I took the entirely wrong world history class, wrong room, teacher, time, day of the week, 
all of it. Uh, at the end of semester, I looked at my grades. I had an F and I had to walk around until I found the right lady sitting at the right desk. And she was like, oh God, and changed, you know, gave me my C that I, that I earned, my hard earned C. Um, Wait, was this the same semester as the Ozymandias incident? Yes. So, Excellent. Oh. No, no, actually, this this one this one was the uh, I'll, I'll get to that one. I'll get to that one. Um, so the, the general vibe of my academic experience, my you know, uh, all through high school, four years of high school, and four <clears throat> plus years of college, I never spoke to a single guidance counselor. Not once. Never crossed a th- threshold. Never looked at them. Didn't know where to find them. Didn't care. Uh, not a single person told me which classes to take, which colleges to apply for, which tests to take, which whatever, whatever. No fucking prep whatsoever. I just winged it for however many years it took to get the fuck out of there um were you just gonna keep showing up at classes until somebody gave you a degree (laughs) it worked man it worked in high school and uh in in college eventually i was like i sort of figured it out like oh i gotta actually like i I, you know these english education classes i'm taking uh, hey shit these count as electives all right i just take english classes all the way out um and, and i realized i needed one more language class so uh so high school, uh, I took four years of Spanish. All right. So pretty, pretty decent at it. Should have just stuck with it. That'll be easy. That'll be easy. Um, in college, I have no real explanation for this. The languages I took was one semester of French, one semester of Italian, one semester of German, one semester of Chinese, which, uh, I, the- I can't count to five in any of those languages at this point. One semester Chinese is fucking, you're getting nowhere. You were like, the world's weirdest food truck. <laughs> <laughs> the one semester, that, that, that semester Chinese, that was amazing. It was like the teacher, she, she walked in like so full of hope. And, you know, uh, I think we were her first class in America. She was like, oh, we can no. do it. We can do it. You guys were going to do it. Oh, and like no. after like two weeks, she's like, you can just see the curve just like plummeting. <laughs> you know? And like, I remember the last day of class, like we're all looking around before she walks in like, oh my God, we know nothing. Right. Because <laughs> like she wanted us to learn like not just the, the pronunciation pronunciation but also the characters and that's like learning Ooh, two languages boy. worth of language yeah. if you're coming oh, yeah. from a western you know from a western experience like where you know everything is just like you perceive everything as phonetic right mm-hmm. like it's a lot and she knew that but she believed in us she shouldn't have believed in us no that's a problem mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like she passed all of us with d's at best um English class. This was the turning point for me. All right. <laughs> My entire academic <laughs> career sort of showed up and didn't give a shit. Um, British literature showed up for uh, day one of class, bailed, showed up for the final uh, and had to write an essay, essay on Ozymandias. And I'm like, easy. The fucking assonance and whatever. The shifting sands faded further away. That explains that communicates the blah, blah, blah. Boom. Uh, I don't remember if I passed or not, but what did it for me was the day before that I was sitting at the bar with some of the laziest slackers I knew from high school. Um, and I didn't even drink. I don't even know if I was of age at that time, but like, um, one of them was like, you know, how's class is going? I was like, I don't know. He's like, dude, finals are tomorrow. You know, right? Like it's finals week. And I'm like, what? And, and like, just that sense of like, one of the laziest people I know informed me that finals are tomorrow. I was like, shit, I gotta get it together. And like, I buckled down and got together, made the Dean's list by the end. So, there you have it. That's my sure, that's my t- po- poetry was my turning point. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I took I took one look at what happened to Ozymandias, right? Like this man accomplished everything and became nothing. Let me do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I will accomplish nothing and become everything. That's right. <laughs> can I can I go back to back here? Because I have one. That no, I, I want to read one from the list. You go right ahead. From Mind of a Yinzer. School tried to have separate health separate health classes in seventh grade so we could discuss boy and girl stuff. 
boys had three fist fights in the first period, including a full desk being thrown at someone. We had co-ed health moving forward. I'm not sure how that solves a goddamn thing. Yeah, now it's on the ladies to like, <laughs> ladies keep the boys from throwing tables at each other. Okay, That's girls, no spaghetti straps, no leggings, and also be a civilizing <laughs> influence on these assholes. How, how feral was that school, though, that they were like, now, gentlemen, and they were immediately like, <laughs> They showed him one of those like reproductive side cuts <laughs> of a uterus and somebody just throws a desk. <laughs> the miracle so of life is on the board and they're throwing furniture at the TV. <laughs> think about the outsides of my body bam here's a penis <laughs> i got one of those fuck you i got one too let's fight oh this was not on the list but there was another uncle contribution in the in the replies where uh, a kid ran up to the microphone at an assembly or at a, at a <laughs> concert with a bunch of family in attendance and yelled ass penis into the mic and settling the kids down was fine, but settling down the uncles <laughs> in the <laughs> audience. <laughs> there were a bunch of dudes in the audience who wouldn't stop laughing. Uh, that's, Bill, that's good shit. That's good shit. Uncles. Bill, you remember when that kid got up and said ass <laughs> This is penis? better than Jeff Fox. <laughs> ah, lost it. The, ah. um, so the thing about this split, I, I never, we never did the the like uh, return to your corners health class. It was always like everyone in one big group, which I don't know if it, I don't, I mean, it, fe it feels like more ultimately healthy if like everyone's learning the same things. We had um, to split off for a class called Every Girl is a Garden. <laughs> this they sounds youth not, group as hell. I like they yes. did not they did not refer to dudes with any complimentary language like that. It I just want to never... say this again. This was the secular high school. Yeah, yeah. this was the God. Yeah. This was comparatively the godless liberal high school. Yeah. With and this is what we were. We had to watch this Canadian soap opera called Bay City Kids. That was about that was about health, and that's how that's where we got the term. Every girl is a garden. Every so girl is a garden. Every if, if every girl is, is a garden, every boy is a shovel. Yeah, every, yeah. Here's an angry shovel. This is a boy, a tool that will be used and thrown away. Angry, with one edge, not very bright. But the um. So if you split them up like this, we know based on um. I forget who I broke it down on Twitter, but it was, uh, boy high school fights are planned and then they don't mm -hmm. happen. Girl high school fights happen <laughs> out of nowhere, which you means don't break up girl fights. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> you'll lose you'll you'll lose hair first because everyone's grabbing hair. So that means when they split this health class and the boys immediately fight, that means the boys had planned this. That means this ah. was a um in the event. It's this is fucking World War One shit. We're like, if shit goes down, I'm fighting you, you, and you. I don't give a shit. We don't even remember what we're fighting about, right? This is like treaties spring into action, boom, it has to happen. Whereas the girls just there, there was nothing on the books that day. I think girls when they fight, it's like an F1 crash. Boys fight, NASCAR crash, no no wreckage, no nothing, just kind of you know, two things bumping into each other. Mm -hmm. And then F1 you go talk crash. shit. You go find someone to talk shit to. Yeah, then, then you find someone do. to talk shit, right? And you're like, hey, meet me afterwards. We'll set an no, no, I mean you go someone when you brag about what you did to him like that's what nascar yeah. drivers do that fucking asshole right. believe about but well, if you beat it that much why don't you go tell him nope i'm, yeah. I'm telling you because that uh, fuck him i don't talk to him maybe, maybe girls, we'll they're still talking to each other <laughs> maybe we'll meet in the pits f1 crash stuff all over the yard parts everywhere there's like some hair there's like bangles and baubles and braids and a book bag over here and a Thank shoe you for bringing bangles and you know people lose pe people lose clothes when girls fight right there's like a jacket flying this way dudes are like <laughs> Dudes are like, no, 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 hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> You're going to stretch my shirt. <laughs> You're stretch. Yeah, you scuffed, you scuffed my shoe. We got to fight. <laughs> Girls are like, I tore my shoe to pieces and ate it as a sign of intimidation pre-fight. Yeah. yeah, like the, the girl move is like, right, like uh, earrings coming out, uh, heels mm -hmm. coming off, and now we're going to fight. 
right? Mm. Whereas boys, I don't feel like there's a lot of theater to it. No, no, no. Like it looks like after two girls fight, it looks like someone's been raptured, right? Like there was a person here, but now they are in heaven. Yeah, it's true. Lots of things can make your workouts hard. My biggest opponent, it's me. Usually just just getting moving. By yeah. by weight, your biggest opponent is you. I got to move me off the couch. And that's that's a lot of weight to move. I'm not a small man. But there's other things, you know, you can go twice as fast. You can go one more mile. You can put a couple more pounds on that barbell. A lot of things can make your workouts hard. But you know what? There's one thing that shouldn't make your workouts hard. That's right. Coyotes. Socks. Coyotes. Oh, that's exactly. God, how'd you read my mind? I wasn't going to say that. Your socks. Your socks shouldn't make your workouts harder. Coyotes and socks shouldn't, but your socks, the thing you can't control, they shouldn't either. Listen, coyotes are majestic animals that have had their habitats taken away from them and are now invading where we live. And there's nothing you, listener, can do about that. But socks you can do something about. That's right. Also, considering the takeover of our cities by hordes of coyotes, you're going to have to be fast. And you're going to need support to be that fast and fit. And that's why Bomba's performance socks are built to be nothing but the most comfortable and supportive socks you will ever wear. Hit them with the facts, Ryan. Well, see, here's the thing. You're thinking, like, why can't I just use a, a car to get away from the coyotes? The coyotes might have chewed all the wires up. You chop in that car, you try to turn the ignition over, nothing. On the other hand, Bombas has their high-performance socks with all the innovations and the most comfortable socks that you've ever worn. We're talking performance technology with the Hextech. I don't know what Hextech is, but I know that coyotes don't know what it is either. It's, uh, it's, it's the same thing that makes honeycomb strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, and coyotes hate bees. Put it all together. It's all there. Um, they've got this great moisture wicking yarn. It's temperature regulating. So you know that thing where you're, you're wearing other socks, shitty socks, and your feet feel like they're sous viding? Bombas don't yeah. do that. They don't do that at all. They've got uh, a nice little tab in the back that A, helps your feet from getting blisters on the back of your heel, and B, also makes it so you can take off your socks without just stretching them out like a moron. You can just take the, put them on and off in a normal way without inadvertently ripping them to pieces because you did a bad job and bought bad socks. Different styles for different sports and different uses. Um, and most importantly, a thing coyotes will never do mm-hmm. because they don't care about the community. For every pair of Bombas socks that you buy, Bombas will donate a pair to someone in need. They have to date donated over 45 million pairs so far. What have coyotes done for those in need in our community? Nothing. Harassed them, nipped at them, been complete jerks. Bombas, yeah. the anti-coyote sock. Yeah, coyotes don't believe in charity. And you know what another thing coyotes don't really believe in that human beings have much to their benefit throughout history? That's right. Style and comfort. I Ugh. I am famously anti-sock. I get hot whenever I put on even a simple pair of thin socks. And yet, I will actually wear bombas around the house. The only brand of sock I will wear around the house because, frankly, so comfortable, I forget they're on. I've probably been a Bombas wearer for going on like maybe closing in on a decade now. It's been a long time. It's been a meaningful relationship. And I've never been attacked by coyotes. And 
it's very hard for me to understand how those two things could not be related. The correlation here is causation, and I defy you to prove otherwise. So to combat the coyote menace, I'd go to bombas.com slash shutdown today and get 20% off your first order. That's right. Fight the coyote menace. And that's B-O-M-B-A-S. Go to bombas.com slash shutdown for 20% off your first order. Bombas.com. Get out of here, coyote. Get out of here. Slash shutdown. Let's see. Let me read uh, from Beer Nye, as in Bill Nye. Myself and two friends, dressed in three-piece suits, floated in inner tubes down Wheeling Creek for five hours to the Ohio River and had to walk multiple miles home, one of yes. us in bare feet, bare feet and a three-piece suit. <laughs> this was for a school-sanctioned raft race that was supposed to only go 300 yards along the creek by campus. <laughs> These fellows were too ambitious. <laughs> so... These I'm outdoorsmen. Your... Oh, pioneers. So... <laughs> these these well-dressed frontiersmen <laughs> overshot so... their landing. You're trying to tell me that you missed by a factor of like, what, 11 <laughs> or 12? You missed the distance. Should uh, we turn around? Mile. <laughs> you missed it in the first mile Listen, man, by a factor this is, of 12. This is Wheeling Creek in the Ohio River. He's talking about West Virginia here. <laughs> Oh, oh, so that so that means it was. Should we stop here? No, 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 no. Keep going, man. We're no, almost we, free. We, <laughs> <laughs> see, I was thinking, like, should we stop here? And you look up, you see old fella on the hill. No, we're not stopping here. That guy lives here. But it might be, yeah, it might be. We're almost. Out what about our parents? Virginia. Old man Rivers, your daddy now. Rivers claimed him. Yeah, we don't need fans. parents. Look at our suits. These barred, <laughs> these barred we rats. Win. These hobos and bar bar rats, they're your family now. Just keep following me, boys. Keep paddling. We'll be to town and we'll strut in in our suits and they'll they'll call us the mayor. You'll see. They'll put okay, us Huck. up in the finest shanty. <laughs> we can sell these inner tubes for what we need. Don't you see, boys? We're floating to the future. We're only we're almost halfway there. <laughs> I think a lot of technology is to our advantage, but I also hate that kids aren't really going to have a chance to huck fin it up like this anymore. <laughs> I and I, I celebrate these people. If you've been this lost, by the way, on a river, there are several stages. There's the initial alarm at yard 301 where they missed it and went, <laughs> oh boy. Then after a while, an odd calm kicks in. Oh, well, I mean, we are on the river. This is perfectly nice. I mean, we're already 100% lost. Yeah. At what point does jauntiness reclaim? Like, well, we're making good time. About a, yeah. a 303, it's like, like a, 303rd yard. Three-piece Samwise Gamgee, one, <laughs> one yard further than we were, have ever been before. They're fine. Floating out of the Shire, they're good. I know when things got dicey. It was when things started to get dark. That's when <laughs> I'm so hungry. I'm so, so hungry. I mean, we're out of food. Piece. We're out of Skittles. May I suggest first time somebody had to poop? Yeah. Because <laughs> you wouldn't want to ruin your three-piece suit. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Also, you're floating, so like it might right. go parallel with you. Yeah, it's, well, it's also, you now, now it three have become four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our traveling party has expanded. Where you saw no sets of footprints. <laughs> <laughs> because someone pooped. It was there that we were tubing on past. It was where Jesus was preparing to DDT me. Home field apparel, purveyor of fine garments of clothing, mostly for the upper body. Uh, despite the absence of sun doggers from the lineup, Washington did very well, I'm told, on their last big news Saturday. Uh, who we got next, Jason? I heard it's going to be a big blue Saturday. It's a blue team. There's only so many of those. It's uh, it's it's the bluest team, in fact. 
That's definitely Boise the only, State definitely Broncos. the only team I associate with being big and blue. Yeah, it's, I mean, any in, in the nation, I think in this in the in the nation of ours, it's the only big blue team, really. Yeah, it's the folks, only one if you that's won a major Twitter, football game. Folks, you can reach us at Mark Ennis on Twitter if you would like to <laughs> if you would like to answer for this. Where the news from Kentucky is that a Kentucky player has done L's down, uh, which I think means Louisville and Texas are about to band together and form some sort of uh, alliance, I guess, that doesn't accomplish anything. But we're here to talk about big blue schools like Boise State, which has some shirts coming out, not pants. Horses don't need those. God, being Ryan is harder than it sounds. Anyway, offer code FULLCAST, that's F-U-L-L-C-A-S-T, I'm almost positive, will get you 20% off your first order at homefieldapparel.com. This ad really sucks without Ryan here. What would Ryan do at this point? You'd say something genial and stupid. Cerber, are you going to keep this all in with me just being lost in the void? Cool, 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 cool. I am stuck in a void like a goose on a big blue empty field. Homefieldapparel.com. Hello, my computer's working again. So I'm back uh, here for acorns.com uh, slash fullcast, which uh, has invested $5 in me that I will someday parlay into Wi-Fi that works. Uh, thanks to the market forces of economics and the invisible hand. How it works is you put dollars into acorns and then every time you spend dollars on things that aren't acorns, acorns takes some of your dollars and puts it into your pile of dollars that are acorn dollars. And then those dollars birth more dollars um, via procreation. I am still destined to retire well after the age of 83, but I assume I am closing in on retiring, but it, it only goes up to 83. Um, if it went up to like 183, maybe it would say when I'm allowed to retire, but, uh, it won't be anytime soon, but it is getting sooner than it was. Thanks to acorns.com slash full cast. Some real squirrel shit. <laughs> Spencer's not here right now, so we do not know uh, the uh, embezzlement disparity between his two children. We can only assume that one has just straight up bought out the other, mm. just purchased the like name image likeness rights to the other and some Jacob and Esau shit. Acorns.com. Slash full cast. Um, I would love to share one from... Let's see. Is it beef husky? No, this this here we go from Frog Baby. At, you have to ask. Is it beef husky? Yeah. At, at it's frog, not beef husky. It's Frog Baby. At Frog Baby. Come on. Thank you for supporting our college football podcast. Uh, frog Baby says, "I got really drunk after school at a friend's house, and then walked back to watch a softball game. Except that was the day the feds busted a guy at our school for doing a bomb threat, so the news was there." So my drunk 16-year-old ass was on TV saying how it was so shameful or whatever. So shameful, what they've done to softball. <laughs> I'm just trying to enjoy the softball game. <laughs> they ruined it. They just got a bomb. <laughs> just these kids. I can't believe. Just disgraceful. I don't know what my peers are up to. <laughs> so immature of them. <laughs> Just after some grainy VHS tape of this guy hammered off his ass talking about, did you know the guy? Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> but he's all of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
just society's so sick. If you'd gotten me drunk and high and put me on the news in high school, I would have said the dumbest shit imaginable. In high school, yeah. What this school needs is Jesus. That's what this school needs. They go to Frog Baby's parents, but who at Mr. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Frog, perhaps, um, it, you know, and they're watching the news and son, is that you drunk at the softball game? <laughs> no, I don't like softball. <laughs> girls. Is this related to the to the the story two stories down from here that is Super Frog's baby mom? Oh, you've been caught, Frog Baby. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. Spencer, this is yours. You have to read this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is from a related one from Super Frog's Baby Mom. Uh, Catholic school planning uniform update. Vice principal interrupts class, pulls me into a hallway, tells teacher and rest of class he, quote, wants to see how the new blazers fit a husky build, unquote. (laughs) Is this the day you learn your husky? I thought I was just solid. <laughs> thought I was just athletic. They call me, I do too enjoy that the vice principal was like, I'm going to go get that husky boy. <laughs> You're the definitive husky person. <laughs> Who is the huskiest of boys? <laughs> the ah. huskiest of them all. <laughs> or mirror, is, this, mirror. Is, is it worse if this were a discussion? If the vice principal looked at his assistant <laughs> and said, Marie. Who's the huskiest lad in the school? And she's like, oh, I, I got You got to see this kid. That's, that's, that, that's Dave. You got to go get Dave. He's the huskiest lad in the school. I remember this isn't technically a school thing, but I remember when you're in Pop Warner, um, I was under the impression I'd be a linebacker. I don't know where I got that idea. Um, and, and there I was. Uh, and the coaches were like divvying up teams. And one of them points at me and says, now there's a big, ugly lineman. Which <laughs> <laughs> is when I learned I was lineman sized. <laughs> but you're not were you just lineman sized at the, at the time? time yeah okay oh my god yeah there find the huskiest lad it must be dave go get him go to his classroom i know where the husky lad is <laughs> like they act imagine like this principal striding off with a sense of purpose <laughs> like what was his day like like there's a fat dog that only eats like leftover hamburgers and meatloaf from the cafeteria and they're like Stevador, my beloved hound, go find the husky lad. When he got home and his wife said, what did you do today? What did he say? <laughs> Found the huskiest lad. So I could see how the blazers dawned upon his bulky form did look. Like, what if he kept a journal? What, what if he kept a contemporary <laughs> diary of his events? How was that day marked down in history? Husky day. Sought, <laughs> sought the husk. That's why I changed the name of the award from the Husky Lad to the Heartiest Lad the next year, so as not to be hurtful and to be more body positive. <laughs> Generous. <laughs> Generous. Our, bo- our, our boldest young man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got a Husky story because in addition to having several Husky body parts, I also have an enormous head. And freshman year in drill team, we did like a, like a, a Spanish slash Southwestern like Sonora type show anyway and we had to wear those like flat top cowboy hats and in addition to having an enormous head i also have a lot of hair 
and you had to pull your hair up because it was like 112 degrees. Anyway, this cowboy hat perched directly on top of my head and would not go over it in any way. And <laughs> I had to do the entire freshman year routine looking like a circus bear. You look like Charlie Strong when he had the celebratory yes. hat from it yes. was very Does it quite go over the head. Yes. It was, listen, it was so bad that my mom took over uniform duties for the entire 500 person band the year after because she was like, I'm not watching that shit again. I'm not letting this happen again. <laughs> not because it was embarrassing to me, but because she did not enjoy it aesthetically. She, hey, listen, when she had to get some of the boys suited up, I bet I know what she did. Mm. Go find me that husky lad. Go find me the huskiest lad so that I could put this jacket on him. Back to the list. Chris Gallucci. Oh, no. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Extremely dumb 12-year-old me. Once again, uh, girls don't tell jokes. Extremely dumb 12-year-old me refused to believe the girl in front of me who talked about karate all the time actually knew karate. That's how I ended up getting hip-tossed in front of 90 students who knew better, including the girl I had a crush on. <laughs> congratulations on all your success chris i just talked about karate talked about karate all the time uh-huh mm -hmm. this is yeah. a karate girl this is a karate enthusiast yeah it's like somebody says they really like knives you should just believe them like, well if someone I'll... says they like knives once okay yeah, well, <laughs> but if they talk about knives all the time <laughs> i'm not going to challenge them to a knife fight and karate is an <laughs> this is an interesting phenomenon too because if if you had a girl in your class who talked about horses all the time and how much she loved horses you would probably fairly assume she knew how to ride a horse or at least not disbelieve her when it was put about that she knew how to ride a horse but because it's karate which is a thing that you yourself may someday aspire to you have to put up that barrier and that's how you get hip tossed chris thank you for sharing uh, let me do a short one and then a slightly less short one. Um, from LM Probus Double Zero, perhaps. <clears throat> Here we go. Three words: nail gun fight. <laughs> not a disaster. That's Lethal Weapon Two. That's not a disaster. That's Tuesday. It could lead to a disaster. Yeah, fair enough. If you're not it a uh, if you're a person fun. who talks about nail guns all the time, if you're if you're the nail gun boy or the nail gun girl or what fair have enough. you, then you know. You're not the person to challenge to a nail gun fight. Um, from Rob B-E-D-Y. I was 6'7 and 135 pounds. You read that right. And I gave my 5'8, 300 pound offensive guard a slap and ran away. I love this duo. Who's the there's a cartoon duo like that, right? Like asterisk, with those asterisk and obelix. Yes. <laughs> uh weeks later. He saw me in the hallway and thunderclapped me so hard, I collapsed like an accordion. Knock the wind out of me. Farted loudly in front of my crush. Lots of these things are happening in front of crushes at this point, might I add. We are extremely high school territory here. I, I just enjoy the complete collapse tacked on with the fart because it's if you're watching it, you might have held on. You might, you might have held it yeah, together. Yeah, the fart is the and one. No, it's the and one. Yep. That's, that's the, the thing the, the, the music of the language here by Rob is amazing. Collapse like an accordion. <laughs> Knock the wind out of me. You hear that sound again? Farted loudly. We know what sound the fart made because it says accordion and wind. <laughs> Just like, boom. <laughs> this man's collapsing with all these sounds coming out of him. Nice also, writing, Rob. 
Also, if you absolutely knock the shit out of a six, seven, 135 pound man, whatever happens is going to be hilarious. <laughs> it, you're like, you're, it's, it's like good. deflating one of those, uh, one of those a car wobble, dealership wobbly man. Wobbly yeah, man. yeah. It looks like that you, it looks like you absolutely knock the crap out of a wobbly man. I, it also sounds like Rob was the one, the one they went to, I, I, to to see how the beanpole guy uniforms fit. <laughs> find me the find me the find me the skittiest man. Find me the lithest man here. We got one Slenderman fit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's it's Slenderman. It's a family name. Go find Sorry. the string bean who gets sand kicked in their face at the beach. <laughs> find me the folded up boy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, bring your Tayshawn Prince looking ass in here. Uh, I um, I love, I have a couple that I picked because I love the cost benefit analysis immediately done by the people in these situations. I think the snap judgments are both completely accurate. Justin Robinson, I applaud your quick thinking because according to Justin, 10th grade English class right after lunch, shat myself in the back of class. One, well done for not shitting yourself shat in the front of the class. In okay. the back of class. It's got a rhythm to it. <laughs> Luckily, was able to run to the bathroom without anyone noticing. Back of the class. Again, super wise. If you're someone who's good to have an O-ring blowout once or twice a semester, <laughs> you might want to go ahead and just park yourself by the door because it's going to happen. Is this a common thing? Shouts out to IBS. Oh, I guess so. And then, then got to the bathroom without anyone noticing, went to my gym locker, changed into my shorts, and then just left school. Uh, <laughs> correct. Correct. Correct reaction. I love that he did exactly what you should do when you shit your pants, which is just shut it down. We're done for the day, y'all. We've done all we can. We're on to Cleveland. We're on to Cleveland. You're not Lamar Jackson. You don't have to come back onto the field after doing it. They got okay? it from here. They'll be fine without you. No, that's fine. That's why we got a depth chart, man. Yep. We got backups. There's 20 kids per class. They got this. This is next pant up. Yeah, I love that he showed up the next day and they're like, buddy, you got to do in school suspension. And he goes, I know. Good. I know. Happy okay. to. Yeah, because in his because the story ends totally worth the week of in school suspension for skipping to keep that secret. You're damn right, Justin. Justin, yeah. I don't I don't know you, but I hope you have retained this this level of self possession uh, into into adulthood because I I feel like it's going to serve you well, man. God, speaking I of possession, yeah. <laughs> oh God, not not within the story itself. The, the pants it disappeared <laughs> and i like that that justin didn't reveal that because that's uh that's that's compromising evidence right where are the pants justin you you a fucking cop you got a warrant i'm not telling you where the pants are some say right? they still walk these halls some say they still smell bad to this day <laughs> this is also by the way i wanted to follow and then that the up caretaker another... said this locker room has been empty for 30 years <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, From this is another example of snappy cost benefit analysis and reacting very quickly and decisively to the situation at beef husker 84. There he is. uh, Says sixth grade field trip to a nature preserve laughed so hard. I pissed myself (laughs) rather than suffer the humiliation of a bunch of 11 year olds. I pretended to trip and fall into a pond. Good, good, smart. Smelled like swamp water the rest of the day. Still better than being pee pants froning. That's 
Wow. I oh, love yeah. I love that he did it and instantly was like, <laughs> just threw himself, threw himself without a thought he he did. into the nearest just pond. Ejecto cito. <laughs> Removed himself from the situation. What happens when you're covered in shame? You <laughs> baptize yourself, right? And then you're That's washed and you're brand new. It, the the wash brand new part didn't apply here, but it was it was the I, I, I love laughed so hard I pissed myself. It's something going on at a nature preserve. Yeah. Look at that goat! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like there's nothing that funny happening in a nature preserve. Although, but when a, you're in sixth grade, everything is really funny. What a wild sequence to have witnessed! Is this kid absolutely <laughs> losing it over something a goat was doing, and then you look over and out of the corner of your eye, <laughs> he's flying into a pond. <laughs> As if, like, I just pulled... made myself laughing a little bit. It <laughs> was pointing, laughing at a chicken or something, and then dive sideways straight into a mud pit and, and says, that, that, well, that was better than the alternative. Why? Uh, you'll never know. Imagine As... being an onlooking human or the goat beholding this scene. <laughs> what now the feral... goat's pissing itself laughing. <laughs> what a feral dog of a child. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one way out of this. <laughs> Gotta throw myself in a pond. No, I'm I'm on the kid's side for this. That is situational oh, awareness that you cannot teach. One hundred percent. No, you're never catching this dude doing anything. Mm -mm. I, don't, I love I, it. I feel like I'd rather be caught peeing myself than be caught falling into the stinky pond. Oh man, not me. Because like you're smelling bad, you're gross wet, but one of them is way less wet. Well, he's 11. Main said, metric for me. He said that he failed. He faked falling in like he faked tripping. And I know that being 11 and not great at all of this. Right. He probably said, oh, no. Or whoops. As he was going in, because that's what both of my sons would do loudly mm -hmm. and theatrically. Like I'm accidentally falling in. Well done, dude. Right, let me see what I got cooking up here. Uh, I have one that I have to <laughs> let's go from let's go from cost benefit, analysis, benefit analysis directly to the University of Michigan and our favorite <laughs> Michigan correspondent, uh, Braves and Birds. OK, now y'all, this one, this one takes some turns, so you're just going to have to hang with me. I got held in contempt in an eighth grade civics mock trial, <laughs> says Michael, who retains all of this information to this day. I was a lead lawyer for the prosecution. Concerned that my friend Martin and I were being too competitive. Mm, game cheating. The witnesses conspired to tell a story that they were making the whole thing up. Wow. The new story meant that I would have won because one of the witnesses would have been guilty. But I could not win that way, says Michael, a grown man with an advanced degree and two children. I tried to get the witness to recant on the stand. She would not. I threw a pen at a desk, breaking the pen in two. The teacher, a Purdue grad, Ugh. kicked me. Do you remember where your eighth grade anything teacher went to college? I was I not aware of college. Uh, yeah, I don't remember any okay. of my eighth grade I, teachers. I knew they play football there. That's, that's about it. The yeah. teacher, a Purdue grad, kicked me out of the trial and gave me a C. I went home in tears. 33 years later, I am a big firm partner who pays the mortgage by litigating. The moral of the story, kids, is to throw that pin, win your way, and don't listen to Purdue grads. Now, lest you think Michael has no sense of humor, he adds a coda here. 
I should add that the invented story by the witnesses entailed a girl on girl affair that 13 year old me should have applauded, but I was so single minded about beating Martin by Queensberry rules that I ignored that little element. That part is quite impressive. It is. Like cell phone a, that a 13 year old boy heard that without passing out is, is one thing. It's this kind of dedication that put him through uh, that put him through some of our nation's finest public universities. In this story, Jason, he would pass out and then fart when he hit the ground. Right, <laughs> saying one. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, from Mister Pokey09, um, working one on one with an <laughs> working one on one with an eighth grader who was banned from the internet. Wow, for googling. College girl boobies. And <laughs> from the internet, the whole thing. It's too, it's too bad. You're out of here. You can never online. Get, get your ass out of here. Oh my God. This is an amazing sentence. Google's well, like, is that DJ college girl boobies? Get him off. That's a burner. That fucking sicko. You're, uh, we got your photo on the wall for a reason, pervert. <laughs> So, uh, I like that you just put him on the photo on the wall of Google. <laughs> like wall, it's a yeah. break room, and it's like just... uh, it's, all right, it's, somebody cerebral Google it. It's like when uh, DJ Khaled had to call Apple to install more servers <laughs> because his album was was breaking Apple. College that's... girl. It asked me if I meant college girl boutiques, so I guess that should. Well, that's because they're trying to reroute this guy. He's trying to find his way back in. Is what, yeah. what's happening? College girl backpack. College. Oh nope, there it is. Okay, there it is. So it's it's still it's still an opera. We haven't shut it down. Mm-mm. I thought we got rid of this guy. He still lurks about. Uh, so anyway, what happens next is uh, I, Mister Pokey09, choked on an orange slice. <laughs> Who should save the day? But none other <laughs> than Mr. College Girl Boobies, who gave Mr. Pokey09 the Heimlich after some bad charades, probably involving boobs, I guess. <laughs> and Mr. College Girl Boobies went from pariah to winning an award from local EMS at graduation. <laughs> Fucking valedictorian College Girl Boobies. I just thought about this. If you're making the choking sign, doesn't it look like you're hugging a pair of boobs to your neck? Yeah. I understand his confusion. Are you choking on boobs? Are they in your throat? If so, do you want me to save you or not? Because I wouldn't want to be safe, bro. bro. I can only imagine. That's how I got in this mess I don't want to live like place. this, man. I don't want to live like you. What a way just, to go. I just love the idea that they said they're on the stage. A bunch of blue clad EMS guys who are like, we support DJ College Girl Boobies. <laughs> We've given him an award. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to bring in another first responder here from longtime friend of the program, Hamilton Cook, uh, who had a birthday recently. Happy birthday to our Leo King. Uh, got stuck in the <laughs> playground, says Hamilton Cook, and they had to call the fire department to bring crowbars to get me out. Now, this is funny for two reasons. One, the visual, but two, many of you may remember Hamilton Cook as Tennessee sewer Batman and this incident occurred weeks after he had to be retrieved <laughs> from a Chattanooga storm drain. This is uh, the Batman year one story um, of like year one. It's one of the best Batman uh, comics is like it's about like when Batman didn't really know what he was doing. Right. You have the origin story and then you have Batman sort of fumbling around getting stuck in the playground. And stuff. Uh, listen, Goth Hamilton Cook was going through it in this year. <laughs> OK, oh. I I have one which is actually a triumph, a triumph from William Montanaro. 
elementary school. I brought an oil timer to school. What's that? Oil timer is like one of those little things that you, uh, it's filled with different shades of oil. You flip it up and down and it looks like little colorful globules of oil are floating up effortlessly. Usually like at you a don't have pool. those anymore. And I kind of see why after this, uh-huh. it busted in my book bag while playing basketball on the school playground, but I put my bag in the closet. Anyway, it smelled all caps awful. 11 kids went home sick. Everyone's bag lunch got tossed and everyone got free pizza. Yay! The fire department made us have two hour recess. Yay! And at the end, when we all lined up, everyone chanted my name. I guess this re- isn't really a disaster story for yeah, me. Man. This is a, this well is played, a humble William. brag. This is a flex. This is well. William. <laughs> allowing it because you sent 11 kids it's 11 kids all sick and they're like well yeah well yeah. those who the, remain will be champions i poisoned the school Ooh. but we all got pizza in a two-hour i love playing basketball with glassware in my backpack <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had like test tubes and stuff in my bag i'm open <laughs> those 11 kids are just sitting on their couches going well yeah so there I was. Uh, I, I had the ball, you know, uh, posting up, posting up my <laughs> defender. Yeah, I got a glassware full of chemicals in my bag, but he gave him a good stern shack lean, spun around. And oh, what do I, next thing I know, everyone's throwing up and I'm eating pizza. It's a pretty good day. <laughs> I mean, those kids, those kids were at home playing like banjo and kazooie. They were fine. So I had, you know, I, I had like a fucking napalm or whatever in my backpack and, and dudes driving down the lane. Am I going to, am I going to take the charge? Of course I am. I'm playing on my feet. Boom. Fell flat on my back. The explosion went off. And we all got pizza. It was sick. This is all, this is always, this is the Bill Morrill rule, right? You're like, man, what a terrible day. You're like, well, for most everyone. Yes. <laughs> but someone bowled 300 that day. <laughs> oh God. Um, I have. So I have two. I don't know if you want me to go back to back or yeah, do it. Yes, I, yes. Okay. yes. Server so sesh. I'm gonna sesh. I'm gonna close with the one I mentioned in pre-show. But the first one came to me while you guys were talking because I think I'd kind of buried this away. My oh, best. Boy. Oh, my, excellent. That's yeah. the good shit. Look, yeah. every time this happens to me, something real interesting comes out. Well, I, mean, I, I don't. I, I think I just don't know that anyone knows I'm. I was the reason this happened. But um, so my <laughs> best. So my best. It was it was field day. And my best friend, Lee, was a lot more athletic than me, and he was really fucking crushing it. And we got to, like, the long jump. For some reason, we were doing, like, the long jump, like they do in track and field, where you jump into a sand pit to see who can jump the farthest. And everyone was jumping, and they were just kind of like... It was more like they were just, like, jumping from a base. I told Lee, I was like... And and then they were going, like, with their hands. And I was like, Lee, no, 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 no. You got to go full-on feet first that's how you're gonna get the farthest if you you gotta like just lay out with those feet and that's how you're gonna do it he was like okay and so then he he did go feet first and he broke his back he fractured a couple vertebrae in his back and had to how wear far a to go though uh, he yeah. won. He did the. He got the farthest in the day. Um, Heart of a champion. Heart of, of a champion. Spine of, of a spine yeah. of something else. Coach he, Serber. He had to. He had to wear a back brace for the rest of. Uh, well, no. Well, I guess it was the rest of eighth grade. And the first. The the worst part was it was the first semester of his freshman year. He went to a different high school 
because they had like he really wanted to play soccer and get a soccer scholarship, so he went to a school with a good soccer team, and he didn't get to play soccer that year. And also, the insurance company sued our K through eight school and won, <laughs> and like took a ton of money from a very very small <laughs> K through eight school in Yadkin County, North Carolina. And basically, I feel I'm to blame for all of that because I told him why? how to jump. No. Why, no. why do you think no. you're to You just brought the best out in him. That's not yeah. server. Server. No. He yeah. won. Was, he did was, win. East, was Clint Eastwood to blame in Million Dollar Baby, a movie I haven't seen? <laughs> Probably. Maybe. That's not the point. Um. So, yeah, that's mine. The other one is more – the other one I have is more recent. Um, oh, so. No. First day of school for at my wife's middle school was today. But wait, like, wait. When you say my wife's middle school, yes, like look, the one she is the school counselor at now. There we go. Sorry, just making um, sure. Yeah. Listen, I don't want this to get taken out of context later on by those yeah. haters at Split Zone Duo. <laughs> so this was so this was last week when it was just teachers, staff, fac- like faculty, everybody was there except for the students, and they all went to lunch together. And as they're driving, she, my wife had uh, one of the other office personnel in her car with her. They're driving past, and she was like, Chelsea, is that a dildo in the parking lot? And it's just like, I don't know. We'll have to see when we come back. So they come back, and she passes by. She's like, holy shit, it is a big pink dildo. And so she she's like, they get out of the car. Everyone goes back. I think they're the only two that have seen it, based on the way she told this story. She sees it takes a picture of it and then goes back to the, cause she's not going to pick it up. Uh, and she goes, Why back, not? <laughs> well, she goes back to the office and like the, she has to tell like the, there's no one else is in there except for like their office administrator, uh, like secretary. And she's like, uh, she's very old. Like, and those women, 70s. yeah, those women can make or break you. Yeah. And she's like one, she's like, I'm trying. So she says it. She just like miss whatever. There's a, there's a wiener in the parking lot. And so yeah. everyone starts laughing. Uh, and then, like, the as they're laughing, the principal comes back into the office. She's like, what's going on? She's like, there's a there's a big pink wiener out in the out in the parking lot. They're dying. They go to the to the janitor to get the um, the, like the hazmat bubble. Well, they got a trash can and like the, you know, the trash <laughs> picker up pinchers okay. or whatever. So I'm my, just picturing it being tastefully covered with a tarp. <laughs> well, here's here's where it gets really fucked up. My wife oh. and principal went back out to the parking lot to get the dildo and throw it away, and it was gone. Wow. I asked, why not? Nature so is what else healing. did you? <laughs> That's my... I just this spares you the visual of them creeping up on it like the crocodile hunter. Oh, boy. <laughs> The only comparison I have to this is that one time uh, uh, I killed a spider and this is back in my in my pre-enlightenment days about spiders and I killed a spider in my kitchen that was truly of enormous size and I could not bear to like look at it for long enough to scoop it up so I just left it there overnight and then the next morning it was gone and I can't decide what's worse that it wasn't dead and limped away to seek revenge or that something bigger came along and ate it. Um. But yeah, that's way less interesting than parking lot dildo. <laughs> the wand- wandering dildo. I wonder if an eagle took it. 
just swooped. I was thinking it had returned to its natural habitat. How majestic! Way better. If I was, do you know how hard I would laugh? It was like, oh, this isn't food. Drop, and then, (laughs) oh god, we're being bombed. That dick is playing possum. How hard I would die laughing if I saw the majestic symbol of our nation's <laughs> strength and power flying against a sunset with a gigantic I think we've solved several news items coming out of Portland <laughs> this week with this one story. America's back. <laughs> Please say this happened. All right. I, I'm going to pivot us from dildos into substitute dildos by which i mean dads i got two in a row here that both involve dads neither of which are that disastrous but i think they're funny uh had my dad as a high school history teacher says pain in the sash on twitter um he goes through some stuff that's not that interesting but i just wanted to include that his dad uh tried to take a cell phone off someone in class but it turned out to be the kid's insulin pump which is you know as these things go give me your phone feels like a fairly open and shut case but but also this was a history teacher again not a science teacher you're you're never letting your dad off the hook for that right i don't know ever uh anyway this is uh the lead into a second story from la planck longtime listener hello la planck uh this isn't mine but my dad's so la planck's dad takes over narration here in high school, physics teacher decided they would calculate the speed of sound by using the lag time between light and sound over known distance. They would blow up a hydrogen-filled balloon on one... Stop me if you see the problem here. They would blow up a hydrogen-filled balloon on one goal line at the football field and standing at the other goal line, use a stopwatch and time the difference between seeing and hearing the explosion. The first balloon didn't make enough of a bang to be heard 100 yards away, so he filled the second one much bigger. It blew a hole in the end zone a yard across and a foot deep, and that week's game was canceled. (laughs) Quitters. Oh, God. Um, I have one that is another example of girls getting things done. I got a girls getting things done story. What time does football practice end? Usually say you get out at, you know, two 30 mm. or three, what time? Six 30, six 30. Yeah. Right. At like, if you're really like, that's a long practice, yeah, you're yeah. getting out at six 30. Okay. That, that helps some useful background for this. Um, it's from foster Diariso. broke up with my girlfriend in the parking lot while my car was running after football practice. She locked herself in my car and I had to call my mom to come pick me up. <laughs> oh, she, she got out around 8.30 and texted me. She left it running. At a girl. <laughs> Good girl. I love the, um, the, the, the split custody type stuff from a, from a high school breakup, right? Yeah. Like, usually it's like, give me back my hoodie. This is like, this is my car now. <laughs> <laughs> I live here. <laughs> She's in there for two hours. Like the like, mom apparently did not intervene on her son's behalf, which kind of tells me about whose behavior was at fault here. <laughs> like, I'll come get you, but I can see your girl's squatter's rights on your vehicle that I probably paid for. What did you do? <laughs> she's just decided to claim her territory. What'd you do, Foster? <laughs> this is fair. Foster, why'd you get out of the car? I don't understand that part. Mm. 
I yeah. Have. Also, this was after football practice. Did you did you just have nothing left in the tank? Did you leave it on the field, or did you get beat in lateral speed by a non varsity athlete? I don't know. If she was a non varsity athlete. Maybe maybe she was a volleyball player. They have great lateral speed. Well, I I have one more story of people um, <clears throat> claiming territory, so to speak. Winning, what, what do you mean? Winning a battle. This is from at Cliff Clinton. Cliff, I hope everything's healed. Got into a prank war with my friend in a senior year of high school. He ended up kicking me in the taint, causing mm-hmm. swelling in my urethra, a surgery, and a suprapubic catheter. Cliff, I don't think that's how you spell urethra, but I'm sorry about all this. I wouldn't spell urethra right after getting kicked like this either. Mm. Wore sweatpants and a came <laughs> to school when I wasn't bedridden. <laughs> Pity nominated for prom king. Lost. Uh, <laughs> what a look, though. Sweatpants and a cane. What a dream. Yeah, what a dream prom day. Like he's, he looks like he's playing in the big three if this has happened now. God, I'd feel like Thor after that. What? I kicked a dude. This is a dream so prom bad. date, though. You have to be excited about your, your daughter's date's famously non-working dick. <laughs> As it, or your son or your sons. What a um, Def Jam fight for New York boss look this is. Sweatpants and a cane. That other dude, though, oh, my God, made his entire high school career. What'd you do? Well, I was on a roll and I kicked my friend in the taint so hard he was hospitalized. I kicked his I kicked his taint so hard he almost was prom king. That's your thing. I almost kicked him into a crown. I almost kicked him into royalty. That's your finishing move in wrestling from there on. You're that's, like, that's very Southern. You're like, well, bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what a girl would do? A crown a girl in this situation would be like, well, bless her heart. She deserves the crown after how hard I kicked her ass. <laughs> like a girl would know how to handle this. You kick someone in the taint so hard. They became no had to stand on stage in his sweatpants. <laughs> this is, I don't know how long it was ago either, but this might've been back in the day when you had no non-fugly sweatpant options. Mm-hmm. This could have been in the Zubaz era. Mm. I mean, it, yeah, you would have wanted to have a substantial amount of space in there. It's, it's medically unadvisable for me to wear jeans right now. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> also, as royalty, I can wear the robes of my people, which are sweatpants. I have to dress like the Big Lebowski because someone kicked me in the taint. <laughs> I like that he said he lost. You didn't ever give us that detail. You been nominated for prom king. Lost. To whom? A guy who got kicked in the dick harder. <laughs> I played through more pain. <laughs> I like, yeah, man, I kicked him so hard one of his nuts flew off. We had to make him prom king. The worst would be if he lost to the guy who did the kicking. That would, yeah. be, <laughs> that would be fucked up. I think we'd be storming this school right now. That's not right. I wouldn't. You know what? He asserted his territory in space. <laughs> he claimed Bobby his Hill crown. <laughs> I don't do you know mean? you. That's my crown. <laughs> um. Let me read from Grant C. Bartlett. We had two cross-country guys my junior year decide to hop in a moving boxcar while on a run. Wise guys. They had to call their dads to pick them up a parish away. (laughs) Everyone made train sounds around them until they graduated. Two years (laughs) Casey Jones! (laughs) (laughs) Chugga, 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 chugga. 
<laughs> also, can I appreciate the subtle detail of a parish away? Of course, this was Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, let me let me do. Both these are really good. Uh, from Spear Chase. Accidentally threw out my retainer in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Accidentally. Okay. My mom made me look through the school dumpster for it, and oh. I found it. Came into school the next day wearing it. Double L. <laughs> Ugh, just a cascade. <laughs> yes, and finally, man. my single favorite one of all uh, from the real C Max. <laughs> I'm upset about this already. <laughs> I'm upset at how hard I blew I my laugh. knee out running for the bus. <laughs> How old were you in middle school? <laughs> oh my goddamn knee! <laughs> Did you already fought in the war? Yes, not right again. After, right after I returned from the Somme, <laughs> you blew out your knee running for the surge day, like you were just gonna go. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> I was gonna watch a corporation advertise for a sugary energy soda. But instead, I tore my ACL. Well, that guy needs some surge quick. <laughs> right, yeah, Eddie, Eddie, Ed, Clint, have you tried rubbing surge on that tooth, buddy? Some, <laughs> rub some surge on <laughs> The carbonation should clear everything up nicely. Maybe oh. just put it right in the put it right in the catheter, buddy. It never hurt nobody. Basically a steroid. Oh my god! I bet everyone on the bus laughed at him so hard. He's sitting there holding his mangled knee, and they're like, "Ah, your body went move. Oh god! Ah, my hip. Our body's betraying us. Is many years away. This is fun. Did the bus driver pull away like they were British nobility? Like, well, he's no good now. (laughs) Leave him for the crows. Yeah, (laughs) he'll have to make his way among the rag pickers. It was a tough life at Agincourt Junior High, but you know what? (laughs) I learned to be a man. Surely he can pharaoh arrows for the knives. That's what he can do. How'd it work out for the pages? Yeah. Um, I have a couple more to finish this off here. I've got one from Travis Lund, and I really need you to imagine the audio on this. College in percussion section of orchestra. Got way too far gone before the annual midnight Halloween concert. We were doing also Sprock Zarathustra absolutely fucked up the timpani part something awful director booted me immediately after still majored in music though so so it's this but in real life right it's it's the messiah it's the messiah organist yeah hang on let me let me, let me play it off my phone yeah I, there is a version of this in real life because this is the 2001 team this is south carolina's entry music the boom, boom oh boom, there's actually boom, a version boom, of that boom. hang on there's a version boom, of this somewhere boom. on the internet I, somebody I messed up for. that timpani part i was gonna I, say that the timpani is quite important to that song and it's very simple i hope it was just a single stroke right like boom. <laughs> I'm looking for the real version. (laughs) The famous summer nights. No, wait, wait. 
the one person who starts <laughs> clapping. Okay, I found that. Hang on, I, I found the actual one yeah. that I was looking for. He messed not, y'all vamp. Um, I have one more, uh, which is uh, from Bob Maxwell, New York. Uh, Last day of school, junior year. We can all drive now. Four of us think it'll be funny to throw water balloons from the bridge at our old bus. Oh, yeah. The timpani player doesn't mess that up. Well done. No, the timpani player is great. The trumpets we got to have a word about. Disagree. <laughs> this is still on YouTube after like 12 years. I only believe it because it doesn't count as a copyright infringement. It is magnificent. Okay, wait. Okay, we're getting to the good part. That wasn't the good part. No, this is. <laughs> Shit, yes. C L E M S O N. This is uh, 2001 before the obelisks arrive. Yeah. 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 Um, where were we Sorry, with Bob? Sorry, carry on. I hope that was worth it. Where were we with Bob Maxwell? The last day of his junior year, we can all drive. Four of us think it'll be funny to throw water balloons from a bridge at our old bus. First balloon smashes the windshield. Rest of the summer, 6 a.m. Call to the bus yard to wash buses. Damn. Yeah, you want to put water on a bus, fucko? <laughs> I'll show you how to put water on a bus. <laughs> So they were almost out last day, last day of junior year, but the, almost out, but the game pulled them back in for one more job. <laughs> it's not that e- we, we, we're going to, it'll be easy. We'll, we'll get in. We'll, we'll throw the balloons and we'll get out clean. Right. It doesn't work like that. How big were these balloons? Like damn, Bob. How were, <laughs> were you using that heavy water? I'm thinking one of those little ones that filled balloons. way too tight. Surge balloons. Ah. Surge balloon, it's it's unimaginably dense. <laughs> it's got corn syrup in it. We don't know how they carbonated it. My mom got a call from the school once. They said your daughter threw something out of a car or out a car out of a bus. And they're like, what? She goes, a glass Coke bottle that she had gotten somehow and had thrown it because a friend had said, I bet you won't throw that. And she said, I'll bet and threw it out. And apparently caused like five hundred dollars worth of damage to a windshield. God, your sister. Can we do just one whole episode on your sister? Because she's a legend. I think she hit like a Porsche. I think she like. <laughs> I think it like <laughs> bounced off a minivan clean with no dents. Hit the Porsche and shattered every piece of glass in the car. I don't know if this was covered under a sibling disasters episode or something previously, but have you told the story on the show about how you threw her shit out of the car? I believe I have. Can you retell it now? Because it's terrific. Yeah, that I was late from a meeting of my sister who was bad. And every single morning of every single day we ever spent in the same house, just uh, like pathologically unable to awake on time, get clothes on and leave without having eight to nine different screaming fits. Just not not anything. An unholy presence from six in the morning to around 11 should never ever have been awakened before that before the age of 25 and took it out on the rest of us horrible like an actual horrible part of my life was spending mornings with my sister they were all bad experiences i'm not laughing about them except for this okay this is supposed to be funny yeah okay. just uh, just you know just bad you're like 
if if any like if anyone living with her was like man let me tell you i'd be like no no you don't know I, you didn't go through this and would frequently make everyone late like late for school which i really shouldn't have cared about at the time but it was stressful so this happened for the better part of year and a half and finally second semester senior year i am at some kind of dork meeting i don't know it was dork club or uh, dork glee club or dork band it was one of my after school dork meetings and i told her beforehand but she had forgotten so she probably had to wait around for about 45 minutes while we did our dork business so i come out and it's me and my girlfriend walking out to the car and she looks at me and starts ripping into me and just goes i you, you motherfucker you late i got things to do she didn't have shit to do she didn't have anything. She had to go home and listen to my boo on the radio. Like that was it. <laughs> nothing else to do. Same. Right. And she's like, you guys go make me late. I can't believe you did this. You should have told me you just an absolute jerk. And I said, no, that's cool. No, that's cool. And then she starts to hit me. And I was like, I'm not going to punch my own sister in a parking lot. This is not, <laughs> I have, I've moved away from Tennessee. I am not going to engage in family fisticuffs in a parking lot. This will not happen. So we get in the car and she's still screaming at me and occasionally swiping at me. And that is when I pull out, back up, start driving, get up to about 30 miles an hour, grab her bag and chuck all her shit out the window. Just throw the whole thing out the window. And I'm like, how you like that, huh? How you like that? Are you happy now? Are you happy now? I did the Jonathan Winters thing from It's a Mad, Mad, Bad, Mad, Mad, Mad World. Where it's like, yeah, go ahead, demolish the gas station. And I demolished the gas station. I threw everything in there out. She had stuff in there. There may have been uh, the most prized possession of that generation, a disc man. There was some hair product. There was every single textbook she had, any work that she had to do, which she had not done. Like I remember at one point she told my mom, I had my homework in there. No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't ever have homework in there. You didn't, I didn't throw that out. <laughs> I think I threw her wallet. If she had had the Hope Diamond in there, I would have chucked it into the nearest storm drain. Like It didn't matter. It was all going out the window. All of it. And when I got home, my mom was like, um, do you want to apologize to your sister? And I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. This was, it's what happens when you let something build for like a good nine months, a good 12 months, a good 16 months of this. Oh yeah. It was good. Satisfying. All right. I'm going to close this out on appropriately a Kyle and a, a Bama adjacent story. Kyle has three disasters here to share with us. They're all short. Busted for playing cards before banned in school suspension because betting. Busted for fantasy football in school suspension because betting. The one that earned him an out-of-school suspension because capitalism. Busted for selling bootleg Little Debbies. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Roll Tide.